Restaurant Unstoppable, episode three, two, six. But ultimately, what is it that brings people into your restaurant that you can measure and attribute back to the action? And so that's what's really, really important to me. doesn't matter what it is, what media we're talking about, but making it measurable and accountable so that you know that what you did produces a result that's repeatable and is worthwhile and gives you a good return on investment or effort. Are you ready for it? Factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Hiring a consultant to train your staff and to improve your restaurant can be expensive. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just get advice from world champion baristas and leading restaurant consultants without spending thousands of dollars? Tipsy believes you should have the chance to learn new skills whenever you need to, which is why they have hundreds of hospitality courses available for only $9 a month. To give you a little something extra, as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you can also get 50% off your first month. All you gotta do is Click the tipsy banner in the show notes. Get on it. Are you opening a restaurant and stressing out with where to start? Or perhaps you've already opened your restaurant and you're finding yourself completely overwhelmed with the day-to-day task that only you know how to do. If you feel this way, I've got good news. You don't have to do it alone, nor should you regain control of your business and your life with restaurants owner.com and if you go to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable you will get a 10 day pass for only one dollar get on it so with excitement allow me to introduce to you today's guest rory fat rory you gotta tell us man are you feeling unstoppable today Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So after hundreds of thousands of dollars in experimentation, Rory Fat eventually uncovered the secret to direct response marketing in his own business and skyrocketed his sales and profits. He soon discovered the principles he uncovered apply to all sorts of retail businesses. He also realized that while the systems he taught worked, it was difficult for business owners to find the time away from the daily operations their businesses required to implement the proven systems he had developed. So he created Royalty Rewards, a turnkey automatic marketing program that followed all of the direct marketing principles he knows to work. This is obviously just scraping the surface. I can't wait to learn more about who you are and how you got to this point where you're teaching all this direct response marketing. But before we dive in, let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. Take it away, Rory. Well, um, actually, thank you very much for the great introduction. And, um, you know, I'm not really so much, uh, uh, certainly read lots of inspirational things, but I don't think people listen to me to be inspired. But I will give you a quote that I think is relevant, and that is, you can't make $100,000 a year doing $10 an hour activities. 
Um, I, and I just find in the restaurant industry, a lot of times people spend a lot of time doing things that should be delegated or passed on to other people. And they spend a lot of time doing things that aren't high value activities mm. like marketing, yes. which is what we're going to spend a bunch of time on. Yes. Today, so. And it just kind of reminds me of that saying, I don't know if there's a direct quote tied to it, but you know, like we need to spend our time working on our business, not in our business. And we need to enable and and empower our our people to be able to do the day to day. So we can do the kind of stuff you're going to teach us today. Uh, so great way to get this thing going. And I guess let's start by, uh, learning more about you. So tell us a little bit more about who you are in loyalty reward or sorry, royalty rewards, royalty reward. Well, so I guess I'm a marketing fanatic. Um, and brief story when I was a kid, um, I had, my mom was a good baker. And so I decided to, uh, have a cookie stand. And, uh, so I set out my cookies and out my table, out in the front lawn, and just sat there all day waiting for my customers to come to me and buy all these cookies. And um, so, and as a kid, you got all the time in the world. And I think it, um, I'm dating myself, but at the time, it was part of a Hot Wheels club thing. I was trying to raise money to buy Hot Wheels. Um, and and so, anyway, waited all day. And at the end of the day someone came along and bought all the rest of the cookies that I had, hadn't either sold or eaten. Um, And so I thought, okay, and I didn't think much of it. But uh, the next time I thought I was going to have this uh, cookie sale, I thought, well, you know, that took a long time for me to sell all those cookies. I remembered who it was that bought that, uh, all the cookies at the end, and it turns out it was from a family who did not have um, a, um, a mother. She had passed away when they were quite young, and there was a bunch of boys in the family and a father bringing them all up. And so I put the cookies in my wagon, and I walked down the end of the street and knocked on the door and sold all the cookies in five seconds. Wow. Um, and that was my first inspiration into direct marketing and targeting our efforts and getting the results that we want and going after the right kind of people. And so I guess when I say I'm a marketing fanatic, it started when I was very much a kid. Awesome. So, uh, kind of what led you down this path or how did you get to the point where you were, it looks like you had a career in sales and you went out on your own and you developed all these different marketing skills. Uh, take us through that journey. Okay. So, um, uh, off I go to, uh, cause I always wanted to be in business and marketing. It was always my fascination. So went to university, got a degree in marketing and came out and, uh, Worked for a number of Fortune 500 companies as a salesperson in the in the market sales and marketing person, and I was always fascinated. I ended up in the food service industry, okay. and I was always fascinated by the difference between the restaurants that were the busiest and most successful and those that weren't. And you know, at, at that time, I was I was quite young, and I think a lot of people think that the difference is the quality of the food that they deliver. You just deliver a great food and the world will beat a path to your door. And what I discovered was there was a lot of kind of medium kind of restaurants that were super successful. And, um, you know, so I, I kind of realized that a lot to do with the success of restaurants uh, was their, their marketing, their ability to market and attract and get customers and keep them coming back. 
So, um, uh, you know, eventually I decided after learning and becoming very successful in sales that I wanted to start my own business. And I took what I learned in university uh, about marketing and tried to apply it to my own business. And I realized that the image or institutional marketing that was taught in, in, in university did not work for small business. And so I struggled around trying to figure out what it was. And then I discovered direct response marketing and it really turned everything around for me in my own business. So I'm curious, I think it's, there's some value here. Uh, in your opinion, what is it that doesn't work? You said there are a few things that don't work that are not really applicable to small business. What are those things that don't work? Well, um, if you look at big businesses and let's use some examples of like IBM or Xerox or I mean, and some of these, I guess, are, you know, Goodyear, um, you know, the, the car companies. Um, if we go back a few years, really, the concept of, of the way they would promote themselves is they would just get their name out there and, you know, throw their logo out there. And if you saw it enough times at some point in time that's going to turn into business for you. And if you want to use the Goodyear example, um, years ago, and again, I guess I must be dating myself, they'd have like the balloon and it would be the Goodyear blimp would be above all the football games. And so you, you would see it when you're watching a football game or the Super Bowl. And then somehow when you looked at that, you're supposed to make some sort of connection. So when you buy when you need tires for your car you're supposed to remember that blimp and go buy their tires um and that connection for small business is very very tenuous (laughs) um and it is very very expensive to do that kind of marketing to have any sort of impact so really what i learned in small business uh you know marketing your small business is that you need the kind of marketing that you are go- you can go out there and put $100 out there and get $150 back and put it in your cash register that evening. You know, that's the kind of marketing that small business owners need to do because they don't have the bankroll and certainly can't have the impact on the kind of markets that these huge companies um, could afford to do when I was starting out my business. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just to kind of tie on to this thought and what I've discovered uh, just talking to all these incredibly successful restaurant owners is that really uh, in a sense, direct marketing is just that face that like the most direct way to connect with your, your guests is that face to face time, that four walls marketing. But it sounds like to me um, the next level that is just like, not quite as intimate, but still very intimate is that direct response marketing, which is just the, as close to being directly connected to that guest as possible. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. And I'd even like to take it a step further because I think a lot of people, a lot has changed from when I started. Um, and, and, you know, now we have all these online methods and um, which, but the same principles apply. And that is making your marketing measurable and accountable. So I'm going to take an action, put out a sign, put out a direct mail piece, buy some traffic on the internet, make a post, um, whatever. 
I'm going to do some sort of action, and I'm hoping that that is going to turn into some sort of business. Some customer is going to see that and come into my business. And sometimes it may not be money. It may be effort. You may be spending a ton of time um, on Facebook and, you know, and, and trying to engage people. But ultimately, what is it that brings people into your restaurant that you can measure and attribute back to the action. And so that's what's really, really important to me. doesn't matter what it is, what media we're talking about, but making it measurable and accountable so that you know that what you did produces a result that's repeatable and is worthwhile and gives you a good return on investment yes. or effort. Okay. So is it, it sounds like direct, and I'm just paraphrasing here, and you can feel free to correct me with a, an exact definition, but it sounds like direct response marketing is being highly targeted uh, in connecting with your guests in an intimate way that's also measurable and accountable so you can see what, what your return on investment is. Uh, very much so. And, and the first thing that you mentioned there, a lot of people make a mistake about, and you said highly targeted. Okay. And that's really, really important because let's say um, – um, let's use Denver, Colorado as an example. Let's say I have a restaurant in Denver, Colorado. Um, so, uh, and, and I go to that restaurant owner and they've got an Italian restaurant and they, and so you say, who are your customers? And they say, well, you know, uh, people that like to eat in, in Denver. Well, that's not very accurate. Um, and it may be accurate in terms of, uh, potentially could someone in Denver come in and see them. But the reality of it is a restaurant is it doesn't have the budget to have an impact on a market that big. Like for you to run an ad in the, in the Denver, I think it's the Denver Post, or buy traffic for all the people in Denver will make your restaurant go bankrupt. Mm. You cannot afford to have an impact on a market that big. You can't. And so what we have to do is then, like you said, target what we're doing on, an, an, on a type of person, potential person that um, I'm likely to have an impact and likely to come into my restaurant, not just once, but hopefully repeated, repeatedly. So that might be, um, in our example, an area maybe three to five miles around our restaurant. And it's not just people who live three to five miles. It might also be the people that work in three to five mile radius. Uh, of that. Or, you know, if it doesn't cost us very much, we might be able to use some of the online review sites of people coming into the area that might be coming to the other, uh, in, into Denver that might see TripAdvisor or something like that. And we're highly ranked. And so we might be able to attract those people too. But the highly targeted is very, very important part uh, of this whole discussion. Okay. So I think we kind of painted a, a big picture of what direct response marketing is. I'm kind of curious to get more of your story. Can you take us through uh, your own personal evolution with direct response marketing and how you learned about it and how it impacted your own business as just like a, a quick sure, one-off example? Sure. So, so um, after I had all this great success in, in corporate America, I decided to start my own business and kind of stumbled around trying to attract customers into my business. And um, I was a big believer in um, uh, sales uh, uh, speakers. One of them at the time was Zig Ziglar. So I went to a, uh, an event, a success 
event where he was speaking and um, listened to him speak and you know, got inspired and all that. Um, and, uh, and I was about to leave. And at the end of the day, uh, there was a direct marketing expert that said something to me that really grabbed my attention. And so I sat down and listened. I was deeply in debt uh, to my friends and family, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and what I did is, is bought a package of information that that person was selling and put it into my business. It totally turned my business around, started building a database, uh, doing marketing to my existing customers, do measurable marketing in media that was relevant for my potential customers. People started seeing what I was doing and people started coming to me and said, hey, Rory, I love your marketing. It's really interesting and compelling. Can you help me with your marketing? And that kind of led me to, since I had an affiliate in the restaurant industry, helping restaurants with their mar marketing. So I taught them how to uh, build a database, send out uh, birthday marketing to get people to come back, send out newsletters to their customers, um, how to use all that information about their best customers customers to go out and get more people just like them. And uh, so I, kind of, I, I had kind of like a marketing and consulting business that taught them all about this. And over the years, people said, Rory, this is great. I like to run my restaurant. I'm a good cook. I run a good operation. I have a good chef. People love my meals. Uh, but we do, you know, we deliver great memorable dining experiences. Can't you do this marketing for us? Can't you do that? And that was the evolution of royalty rewards, which is kind of uh, a done-for-you business. And it was really me just following the crumbs, if you may, uh, based on listening to my customers and what they wanted from me. And they just really wanted to focus on their business and running their business and what they were good at. And it allowed me to focus on what I was good at and, uh, and help them at the yeah. same time. Awesome. So I'm curious, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you want to be uh, on mediums or channels or media that you know it's likely these people are going to be connecting with you. And then you just said uh, media that's relevant to your market. So what what are these channels of, of communication? What is this media that you're talking about? Are there examples you can give us? Well, yeah, sure. That's great. So, um, well, different ways that we can communicate with our potential guests. Well, first of all, obviously, top of mind, everyone thinks of email because it's cheap or free and um, easy way of communicating. Um, certainly text, uh, direct mail, uh, postcards uh, are, are very effective. Now there's all sorts of mod mobile uh, media um, and social um, media. So we've got Facebook and Twitter and um, all the online review sites, which is a great source of new customers like um, TripAdvisor, Google Reviews. Um, some people have various different opinions on Yelp. Um, uh, uh, those are all relevant. Your vehicle, your, your, your restaurant's vehicle or your catering vehicle, that can be direct response me uh, media. Your sign out front, your building can be a direct response media. Virtually anything and, and all of these we've used very effectively to drive new business or get people to come back. So the principles that I talk about and teach people in marketing apply to all this media. And, um, and I think sometimes people forget some of the – you know, they rush off to a new media. Okay, texting's really cool or email's really cool. We're going to stop all this other stuff and we're going to do this. Mm. And, um, you know, it, it, sometimes over, over time, some of these media aren't as effective as they, 
as they were before. And some of them just aren't effective at all. Like, I mean, at one, one point in time, there was yellow pages. Everybody did yellow pages. Now some people don't even know what that is. Um, so things change. But the most important thing to remember is you should use all the media that's available to you that pr- produces a positive return on investment or desirable return on investment for the time and energy that you put in in using that. So I totally believe in using multiple media yeah. to promote to promote our business or a restaurant. And I know Gary Vanderchuk is a huge advocate of this as well. That idea of being omnidirectional, basically coming at your people from all angles and, uh, uh, you know, uh, adapting to new platforms, being open to new platforms, even if it, it, it is temporary. I mean, that's your job as the owner to be, to be looking out for these new opportunities to engage your cat, your guest, uh, and not to be caught up in the day to day. Um, so I'm curious, you mentioned, um, that, there are certain platforms that some people uh, forget about and they move on to other platforms. Uh, but which platforms shouldn't you forget about? Which ones aren't going away? Are, are there like any marketing strategies or platforms that successful restaurant tours continue to use that aren't going anywhere anytime soon? Um, well, an old chestnut, a direct mail. Yeah. <laughs> you, <forgot. laughs> uh, you know, it still comes every day and Saturdays. There's like, I don't know how many mail carriers the government supports it. It's, um, it's not going away. I can tell you that the people that I work with get a huge percentage of their response and productivity um, out of direct mail. Now, that's not to say that it's for everyone. If you're selling, uh, if your transaction size is $5 and you're selling like a sandwich and only one person's coming in at a time, you know, spending 60, 75 cents on a postcard to generate a, you know, $4 transaction, the math on that doesn't work. So you have to find ways that are way more cost effective um, in terms of your reach than direct mail. But for a lot of um, casual sit down, full service restaurants, you know, direct mail can be very effective. The challenge with direct mail is there's usually not someone knocking on your door saying, Hey, do you want to do some direct mail today? (laughs) Uh, You get, it doesn't doesn't happen. Uh, So, um, you know, there's all sorts of other people out there that are promoting digital marketing. I'm sure restaurants that are listening to this are getting four or five calls um, of all these uh, companies that have come up with some sort of um, software that will do all sorts of things. Um, but uh, I think we all need to remember it's back to what is the response, what is the return on investment, what does it cost, and what kind of response do you get. So um, it does depend on the restaurant. It depends on the transaction size, and it depends on the expertise of the owner. Um, sometimes I run into um, – people that run their own restaurant that are really good in, um, you know, in Facebook or online marketing and they, they love it, they do it, or maybe they have someone on staff and they're just really good at it and they can make it happen and they do it so well that that keeps them busy enough. And that might work very well for that restaurant. Um, but you have to have that expertise and time available to do that. Mm-hmm. And I recently watched uh, a a webinar that you shared with me and in that webinar you share uh four marketing strategies of successful restaurateurs i feel like there's a few different uh mediums on which to direct market that you in that uh, presentation do you want to cover those 
Sure. So the four that we covered, there's obviously more, but um, these are, are good ones to start with. Certainly, um, uh, you know, it, the, the most, one of the most obvious ones in the restaurant industry is having a birthday club. Um, the birthday is the number one dining out occasion for restaurants like it beats anything else you could think of mother's day uh, valentine's day um, and it beats i think the top two or three combined so uh, it's why people go out to eat they bring people with them they spend a lot more money when they go out to eat on their birthday so everybody should have a birthday club if you're in the restaurant industry and of course the only way that you could have a birthday club is you have to capture your customers birthdays and a means of contacting them um, so that is kind of leads us to our second uh, point, which is having uh, a customer database. When people do that, typically they say, well, I'm only going to collect email because um, email is cheap and free, and so I'm just going to collect emails and birthdays. Um, well, that's good. Um, it's a start. However, um, deliverability of emails now is hovering around 18% or less in terms of open rates, and of that, your click-through rate and print off and get them to come back. You need a huge database of emails to move your needle um, on that unless people are like so compelled and so excited to get an email from you. But most people are getting hundreds of emails a day, and it's getting worse. Um, because everybody knows they're free. And so it's, it's harder and harder to get through that. So if you're going to go to the trouble of creating a database of your customers' birthdays, um, while you're at it, get their anniversaries. It's another great day. And get their actual physical address so we can mail them something and invite them back. Okay. Um, so the database is the second one. Um, the third one is for a lot of different reasons very important is just surveying your customers you should uh, be wanting to deliver an experience that's memorable to your customers so either through a um, a survey form that people can fill out and give back to you or uh, some sort of survey afterwards that they give you candid uh, feedback uh, so that you can continue to get new ideas, uh, respond to any sort of issues that might happen, give your team feedback about um, the great experiences they're delivering, and um, and then, of course, that leads us to uh, the online review sites. And we should all have a strategy because it's such a big way. I think now the last stat I saw was that 92%, 92, that's virtually everyone, wow. be, before they try a new business, will check them out online. So if you think this is just a trend and it's going away, you're crazy. Um, you can't stick your head in the sand about this. If you want to attract new customers or influence the customers that you, that you have, you really need a good presence on the online review sites. Um, so... And, so go ahead. Real quick on that whole online review thing. I mean, I feel like that's – we have – how do we get control over that? Because I feel like people are usually doing that away from the restaurant or is there any way we can incentivize people to leave good reviews? So, or what – I mean, where should we be focusing our, our energy on making sure we're getting good reviews? Obviously, putting out a good service, but like what else can we be doing? Okay. Well, yeah, so the first one, you're right, because um, – in, in, and people ask me this all the time, um, you know, if, if – if, if we're a great marketer and you're delivering bad service um, and I get tons of people to come to your restaurant, all we're going to do is speed up the rate in which the world finds out you're no good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, 
if you got that as a problem, you need to fix that be- because you, we, we can't fix if you're delivering kind of mediocre um, e- e- experiences, you're just not going to make it in the restaurant industry and you need to do whatever you need to do to fix that. And, um, and there's lots of great sources for doing that. But anyway, you're right. That's the first thing. The second thing is ask. So ask your customers, so once you know you're doing a great job of delivering great uh, memorable experiences, ask your customers to post online reviews. Now, what you said is, you know, can you ask them to post positive reviews? Well, you, you know, you have to be careful about how you handle yeah. that. Um, but um, if you're delivering excellent reviews, then chances are more of them are going to be positive. And as long as you're taking care of that part, and Let's be honest. Periodically, you're going to get a negative review. As long as you are responding to your positive and negative reviews, like not all of them, but some of them, and you demonstrate to other people reading them that you care and that was you know, a one-time occurrence, it's not the end of the world. What is the end of the world is if you only have one review and um, it's bad. Um, or three reviews and they're all bad. So uh, uh, one, the other thing that people really neglect, I find, is they don't keep their online review sites um, up to date. They don't claim them. Um, Google has created them. Yelp has created one. TripAdvisor has created one for your restaurant. Um, so what you need to do is go and claim it, update the pictures, update the hours. Nothing's more frustrating to someone thinking that you're open seven days a week and you're closed on Mondays. They go there, got these great reviews. Uh, that's very aggravating. So claim it. Um, it's not that complicated. Virtually anyone could do it. Or I'm sure someone on your staff could claim that for you. And then, um, and then the last one, we, we do surveys as part of royalty rewards. So um, the people we can tell who are giving positive online reviews without you saw it, I guess, if you watched the webinar. Um, so we, we incentivize people that have already given us positive feedback to take the time to post that feedback um, on the online reviews. And we make it easy by just clicking on a link, which is another real point, is making it easy, give people a card, have a little QR code, have um, a website that is a pointer to your uh, review sites. So just make it really easy for your customers to post online reviews because um, you know the, the, the challenge with online reviews, and some are worse at it than, than others, is there's a certain group of people that just love to use this megaphone. Um, they don't believe in giving feedback to their wait staff or saying something. They're just looking for opportunities to go home and r- write a nasty review. Um, and you know, by us giving them forum to uh, communicate with us, hopefully we'll reduce the number that we get. Um, and we have to make sure that our staff know that we care and, and do everything that we can to uh, kind of run that off at the pass, so to speak. So those are kind of the, you know, the big things that I see that people aren't doing that should be. Um, I was making some notes when you were talking and I, I kind of missed it a little bit. You said, make it easy. And then you listed some examples of how to make it easy. One of them being scannable codes. What are the, just hit so, those so, examples. Um, before, um, I, I've, I've, as I traveled around the world, I've seen people, um, cause I use, I'm a big fan of TripAdvisor. Um, I, I'm not going to mention all the other ones, but I like TripAdvisor um, because of the quality of people that use it, the quality of reviews. I think that people are very genuine and really care and want to help. Um, so uh, in my travels, uh, uh, the places that do the best, they have a little handout. 
it's just like a business card, you know, like us on, um, uh, on uh, TripAdvisor, and they would uh, give them the, the, the location that they could go to. So it might be, you know, TripAdvisor and then the name of the restaurant. Uh, I think it's really, you can come up with a, just a, um, uh, a domain name that points them to your, you know, that's another way of doing it. Um, some people, a little QR code that takes them, just take me right to the review page. I don't want to search or I don't want to think. I don't want to just make it really easy so that I can just, whatever you give me, I can click on a link or whatever and go right there. So what are you talking um, about be, like this link? What You'd be putting it in your email. You'd be putting it in – where else would this link be showing up? Where should we be putting um, this you, link? So, okay, so in terms of electronic, yes, in your email, on your web page, um, if um, – uh, if you have a Wi-Fi homepage or sign in for okay. your restaurant, any of that stuff that you could have electronically. Um, if you can't do that, then um, a QR code is one way of directing people to a complicated long um, email address or, or sorry, a domain name because these things have like characters that you know are really super long. Um, uh, bearing that, you can just tell them how to get that. Go to TripAdvisor, search for um, Joe's Diner um, in uh, Pocatello, Idaho. Um, so give them very spe- specific di- directions. Okay. Um, but but just give them something and make it easy. Assume someone like because the challenge is you're really good customers that love you a lot. They want to help you. They really do. But they're busy and they're not spending like they're not going to go home and spend an hour trying to figure out something. To, to help your business, you have to um, make it easy while they're there so that um, they're, they're in your restaurant, they're thinking about you, they're tired of talking to their spouse. Okay, great. Um, I, you got a little table tent, I could scan the thing, it takes me to your TripAdvisor uh, page, um, and, and then I can review it, then, but, then great. But make sure it goes right directly to the review page. Sometimes people send them to the page that's just their Google homepage. And then I have to click on a button and then click on a button and click on a button. Take me to the button that I need to be at the very end, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, You mentioned something else I kind of want to touch on as far as if you, you know, your guests will tell you when there's an opportunity for a good review. Uh, If you're just talking to your, your guests and they, they just give you a good review face to face. Like that was amazing. And we had such a great time. Would it be, uh, unethical to say, hey, thank you so much no, for letting us know. No, but it's perfect. Can you? Here's like, you know, here's a gift card or a re- gift certificate for twenty dollars off. Uh, please write a review. Don't say, you know, get write the review then get this. Give it to them first. Sometimes we forget we had to give to get. Um, and if we give them, if they give us a good feedback face to face, then just queue it up and offer them something in advance for you know for leaving that review, even if they have it. So so you so you have to be careful. Um, because, um, uh, you know, there, there are some policies of some okay. of these review sites that if you, if you word it in a way that I'm paying for only a positive <laughs> review, then that might violate some. So, but if they say that, I think that there's every, um, uh, you know, okay, someone just said something positive. So yeah. great. I've got a card and I give them all to my staff. Do you mind going to TripAdvisor or Yelp or whatever and posting that review yeah. uh, or posting your comments online? I'd really appreciate it. Um, 
And then if they tell you they do or you see it and you know their name, you can give them, you know, something afterwards. But I wouldn't necessarily precede what I'm doing with that. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a fine line. Um, and um, uh, you know, the, so the I, opportunities I be- are out there is, I guess, the point that I'm trying to make. Like if you see somebody or if somebody approaches you and they give you good feedback, just be human and be like, I would love it if you would share those thoughts on, uh, you know, this review like here's the link on a piece of paper so they, they make it easy for him um but i mean people if they if you give them a good experience they're going to want to support you being absolutely so and i think generally speak people want to help the businesses that they frequent and like you just have to ask they don't know what to do yeah. to help you and you mentioned something else i think is worth coming back to you too which is the whole idea of we've got to update these sites we've got to keep our our uh, presence on these platforms fresh and uh, what is uh, a good um, I guess um, cycle to be checking these like a once a month once a quarter well first of all start with claim it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because a lot of restaurants haven't even bothered you know they haven't even gone and updated what kind of restaurant their hours their address it's wrong information so Go and it's simple. Just go and claim your listing for these online review sites. And so you should be checking it at least once a month. Um, probably more often than not, if you're looking at the, you know, in terms of updating it, maybe throwing some pictures in there or whatever. But um, in terms of comments, uh, some of these you can even um, have it so that it's automated if someone posts something. But uh, take a look once a week. And it depends on your volume. I have people that are, you know, that have a thousand reviews um, on their website and uh, uh, sorry, on the online review site of TripAdvisor and like they dominate their community. They're looking at <laughs> every day. Yeah. Um, so it depends on your volume and um, it does not, the, the beauty of this is it doesn't take a lot of effort to really ramp up in these ratings. It mm-hmm. really doesn't because most restaurants, they ignore it. They stick their head in their sand. They're afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they don't have very many reviews. And so it's only the people that are complaining. If you have three complaints and 50 positive reviews, it's that's fine. Yeah. And right. I, yeah, absolutely. And I, when I, you were talking earlier too, the thought came into my head, like we go through all this work to create systems, processes, pr- procedures for our uh, floor staff, people who are you know in the grind every day, like a closing checklist, uh, opening checklist, so all these things like these processes. But why do we stop with our floor people? Why aren't you creating these processes for your managers where they have their monthly checklist or their daily checklist to go through and check these different platforms? Like, y- y- you know, you we have to provide the tools to everybody, not just the most, uh, like, I guess, uh, green folks that are on our, our team. That really only take, I mean, to, to look at, say, the, the top three, Google Reviews, yeah. TripAdvisor, and Yelp. I mean, there's others, Facebook, et cetera. But if you look at those three, you do them in five minutes. Yeah. And so I've got a manager looking at that, and he alerts me when there's a post. There's a good one, a bad one, whatever. So then someone, you know, decides whether it's worth responding to. Um, And once you've done a couple, like they're formulaic. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This, you know, we're sorry this happened. It's not, uh, this is an unusual circumstance. Uh, And then you want to try and take it offline. I I mean, we could do a whole, uh, uh, you know, call on dealing with online reviews. But I mean, just be respectful of people. Don't get angry. Uh, Don't do it when you're mad. And remember when you're responding, you're not responding to that person. You're responding to the other people that are going to look at that review. Mm -hmm. And you need to, uh, 
you know, I, you know, we've, we've seen and heard stories that people will get into like a fight yeah. with someone and you won't win. Yeah. Um, you, you will not win. <laughs> Online reviews is a place to leave is, you know, you don't want to bring your emotions into that situation no. at all. Uh, no. Good advice. And, um, the one other thing that I, I, uh, as far as, uh, with these reviews, a the question I had, aren't there, uh, dashboards that exist today that kind of pay attention to all these different platforms and kind of aggregate all these messages in one spot so you can scan it faster? Um, yeah, you can. Um, so there, uh, there's companies, um, who, who, I think Hootsuite does some of the stuff. I mean, we do it for some of our customers okay. and, and manage it. Um, and, and so if you, there are people and we do it, we have a service where we will actually monitor our customers, uh, review sites and keep them up to date and even write responses for them. So they're not emotionally charged <laughs> and, um, all they have to do is, uh, approve it. Um, so that is a service that we provide for our customers too. And the only other question I had in these topics, we just, the, the platforms you shared with us or the things that these successful restaurateurs do, you mentioned very early on in this conversation, uh, on the topic of these different platforms was, uh, first starting with a database, your own list or your own information. Um, so if, if somebody's listening to this and they are very green, they just opened within the, you know, the first few months ago, uh, like what uh, can we do? What tricks of the trade are there to kind of really kind of get gorilla about it and um, collect some emails? Uh, do you, is there any like trick of the trade you can share with us? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So some simple things, first of all, I, I would take it farther than just emails as per our previous discussion. Yes, yes. So you could, you could, um, I mean, the old simple thing was the old fishbowl and you throw in your business card. Um, you could have a draw every week, um, a comment card, give us your comments. Um, but you know, the key about the comments is that you want to collect the address and the birthday and the anniversary. You do care about the comments, but you're more concerned about building a database. Um, uh, have a draw. Um, I, uh, guess the weight of a pumpkin, the Academy Award contest. Guess who's going to win the Academy Award? You don't care about the prize. You care about the list. Yeah. The customer, a customer list. I, when we track our customers and I can tell you that the lifetime value of their customers five, you know, five, six, $7,000. So, um, if I know who your customer is and I can communicate with them, um, I can in- increase the value of your business and your sales, but for heaven's sakes, you need to know who your customers are. I mean, restaurants are, are one of the few businesses that don't take the time and energy to invest in getting their customer list. And it's so important. And years ago it made, it didn't make sense because we didn't have the technology. We didn't have loyalty programs. We didn't have marketing systems. We didn't have databases. We didn't have ways of tracking a $25 transaction cheaply, right? It's, it's, it was never worth $10 to track a $25 transaction. But now you can track a, a transaction for almost nothing. Um, so there's no excuse for not knowing who your customers are and being able to market to them because it, it's like six to seven times more productive to market to your existing customers mm. Than going out and getting a new customer, but you got to know who they are and you got to have a way of communicating. Yeah, I think uh, Thanks, which is a, a company out there, I think they do loyalty, uh, put out a survey uh, that I think 20% or sorry, 60% of all of your revenue comes from less than 20% of your customers. So, I mean, that's where you got to focus, um, in, in my opinion. I think you would agree based on what you just shared with us. 
Yeah, and I think uh, Jim quotes the National Restaurant Association, Jim Laub from restaurantowner.com. I, I know it's a mutual friend of ours yes. who we both respect greatly. Um, I think he quotes a number of like 80%. If you're in the casual dining business, about 80% of your business comes from repeat customers. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's, it's not like what you and I think. It's just like a fact. It's like yep. gravity. Yep, absolutely. And uh, we got to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. Whether you're just getting started in the restaurant business or if you're a seasoned veteran, there's always something new to learn. That never ends. <laughs> but what hasn't changed is the time you get to learn. Tipsy has taken everything you need to know and put it in one easy-to-access location. With Tipsy, you can learn what you want, when you want, by accessing an incredible library of video courses on topics like food and beverage, service, marketing, and business operations. It's basically a one-stop shop for everything you need to run a successful restaurant. You can also use Tipsy as a staff training tool. Through the management platform, you can select the courses that matter to you and schedule them out to your employees in a few simple clicks. Individual memberships are only $9 a month, and as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you receive an extra 50% off your first month. So what are you waiting for? For $4.50, you can have access to this incredible resource right now. Just find the Tipsy banner in the show notes. After studying over 300 successful restaurant professionals, I've discovered that to be successful in the restaurant industry, you need skills that go far beyond knowing how to cook. All of our guest mentors are damn near experts on business operations, systems, and culture. That is not a coincidence. That is what it takes to be successful. This is exactly why I tell everyone I know who wants to open a restaurant or is in the restaurant business to get a membership to restaurantowner.com. For only $29 a month, you have access to over 300 templates, including business plans, checklists, forms, manuals, and procedures. In addition, you have countless resources at your fingertips. To join a community that has helped over 40,000 restaurant owners make better lives for themselves, head over to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable and because you are restaurants unstoppable listeners you will get the first 10 days for only one dollar again that's restaurantsowner.com slash unstoppable all right we're back and we just mentioned jim laub and on the topic of our, our friend Jim Lab, I was watching uh, to prepare for this this interview. I was watching a, a video that he was hosting at RestaurantOwner.com where he was interviewing somebody that you helped with uh, the birthday club. And I'm, you mentioned it earlier, the power of a birthday club. Um, I mean, if we can just get like one trick, like if you can just break down the bullets, the steps real quick, not not getting into too much detail, but like that's I think one thing we can all do today to start really implementing this idea sure. of direct response marketing. Okay, so a birthday club. So, so uh, we just talked about how to get people's birthdays. Yep. You know, having a draw or whatever. So then, just mail them a, like a really cheap uh, postcard. Doesn't you know? Uh, postcard rate is what thirty four cents or whatever it is. Um, so, so mail them a, a cheap birthday uh, postcard with an invitation to come back and a, and a decent offer: free birthday dinner, uh, appetizer, dessert, or whatever. Start off with a good offer. Um, and, and then just study the math. So you'll start off and you know, one month you'll mail 10 and then your list will grow and you'll mail 20 and 30 and 40. And 
there's so many people that I got started in direct response marketing for their restaurants, and that's exactly how they started was with their birthday. Mm-hmm. And even better, actually, to, to make it uh, work even better is when they enter – uh, when they give you the information, send them a welcome back postcard right away, thanking them for coming in. And it could be something for just an appetizer or dessert and then mail them something on their birthday. And here's the thing. People get all bent out of shape on the math on this. and They say, okay, well, I don't want to give away a free birthday dinner. But the math is on average, you're going to get 2.3 people to come in for every at least. And on birthdays, it's higher. A lot, a lot of times it's 2.8 or 2.9 because people are celebrating. Yeah. And they spend more money on their birthday. Yep. They buy drinks. They buy appetizers. They, they, they're in a celebratory mood. So just try the math. Don't get emotional. And don't worry about the one person that comes in and has a birthday dinner and doesn't have anything else. Yeah. Just look at the overall summation of all the math. And if you look at the math and aren't emotional about it, you'll want to expand it and grow it. And that's usually a great starting point. Okay. Beautiful. Are there, are there any other points you wanted to add on to that or for, um, for a birthday, track it, measure it. When you get it back in, um, see who's coming in right on the birthday postcard, how much people spent. So, you know, it's just real easy. So someone's redeeming it. Okay. That was a nine. And it, and birthday dinner works really, really well. It doesn't have to be your most expensive birthday dinner. It could be like a nine ninety nine pasta, okay. and then they can pay for anything different. But you know, it's it's good if it's a strong offer, free birthday dinner valued to nine ninety nine, something like that. Make sure it has an expiry date. Get it out at the beginning of the month. Make sure uh, you give them the whole month to come in. Um, uh, don't get really cute. Just make sure the headline's there. If you can, put their name in the headline. Um, make sure you, how do I get to your restaurant? I forgot what it's your address, <laughs> your hours. Uh, maybe a couple of comments reminding, uh, you know, usually you should have testimonials from happy customers, even if they've been there. Um, um, but keep it short and, and sweet people. And, and when you're doing like people want to get all fancy with color graphic. It doesn't, I've seen really ugly postcards do really well yeah. just because they follow the principles I just described. Um, you know, just like, and print them off. You could do it on your printer with a, with a, you know, you do them in color. It doesn't cost very much. You start off with 10. Don't print 10,000. Just print off what you need every month. And you measure your results, and you'll get better and better. Um, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah, and uh, there are two resources that were mentioned in that webinar I watched with Jim and this woman who owned like a QSR uh, like chicken joint, and she right she used uh, infousa.com. Is that still a good platform to use? In, in what's, um, yeah, what's you could for? go out. Yeah, the, yeah, you could just Google. Um, but that, that certainly infousa does great jobs with lists. So you could buy if if you want to. Um, buy a list of people with birthdays. Um, so you can go out and do that and, and concentrate in the area around your restaurant, three to five miles, pick the, the demographics that are relevant, you know, income, number of people in the household, you can provide all those selects. Um, and usually you want to buy a list big enough so that you meet their minimum. So sometimes instead of just buying July, you might need to buy, you know, four or five months to meet the minimum and to get the best value out of buying a list. Um, and it's probably worth buying multiple use. 
so that you can go back at it again the next year for the same month or, uh, you know, a reminder if they didn't come in. I'm a pretty aggressive marketer, so if someone doesn't come in the first time, I'll probably yeah. them another postcard the next month. You know, belated birthday, you know, sorry we <laughs> missed you or whatever. I don't usually give up. Um, the people that know me, I don't usually give up. When I go to – when I'm going to do something, It's if it's worth doing something, it's worth doing two or three things to follow up to make sure you maximize your return on investment. Yeah, so I mean, I'm thinking like the, the infousa.com would be a good resource if you're super green and you really want to drive that initial wave of people to your restaurant uh, to get that yes. information. And then also they mentioned gotprint.com, which if you're if you're not really savvy with you know setting up your own postcards, uh, you can outsource to this. Uh, I don't know if they just do the printing, uh, but it sounded like a really great deal. You can get like hundreds and or thousands of postcards for a relatively low expense. Oh, there you go. So, I don't know them particularly, but if you've researched them, I'm sure it's great. It was mentioned by the folks in that webinar, so sure. I, I trust the folks over at RestaurantOwner.com. Um, yeah, they're very. They are great. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see, any other questions I have for you? Um, so. You had mentioned earlier that uh, this is time-consuming to to a certain degree. So if you are somebody who is getting started and you haven't quite uh, replaced yourself with uh, you know the people to handle the day to day, is this something that you would want to consider outsourcing? Um, I'm I in in my life I always believe in taking the elevator to the top. <laughs> um, if someone's done something uh, or has some expertise that I don't have, um, I will gladly get them to do it. And so I can focus on the things that I'm really good at. Um, I'll be the first to say that I'm not, I, you know, I don't come to me with uh, questions about how to cook or how to operate your restaurant. That's just not my expertise. Mm-hmm. I would pass you on to Jim Laub or someone else. I know other people in the industry. Um, so if this sounds like a lot of work to you, um, we tried to make it simple so people could, you know, uh, get it going themselves. Then, uh, then you should look for someone to get it done. We're happy yeah. to do it for you, obviously. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about is we actually tie all this into a loyalty program so that we're able to measure this and, um, you know, get people coming back more often because we know that people that are on a loyalty uh, program come in uh, twice as often and spend three times as much money. So um, it more than pays for itself. The return on investment's pretty massive. So we're happy if those people don't want to do it themselves. We're happy uh, to help them get it up and running and automate it for them. Wow. And, um, I think one of the the numbers I saw just doing the research was like a return on investment for like every one dollar invested, there's like thirty six dollars returned. So I mean, if you're thinking I don't have the the budget for that, um, it's actually you can't afford not to do it. Uh, it's kind of the way it looks. And I saw another stat that uh, the people that have used your service particularly saw a marketing um, expense decrease in ninety percent from what they were previously expending. So. Yeah, you know, we, we've had huge impacts. We've had people double and triple their quadruple their business. The exact stat is we're able to track $32.67 for every dollar that they invest. And you're right, um, marketing is an investment. It's not a cost to be minimized, but it's a cost, it's a result to be maximized. You want to make sure that everything you do is measurable and accountable and, and that you can justify it, just like your food costs or other things, your labor costs, that Jim Laub does a very good job about teaching teaching us how important it is, our marketing is no different. Yeah. And you guys know uh, how 
particular I am about letting people in front of you, my audience, uh, and just to, just to show uh, how many people out there have had great things to say about royalty rewards. Uh, Chef Giuliani, who, who was on the show, had amazing things to say. Shyla Morris had amazing things to say. Misty Young had amazing things to say. And again, our friends over at restaurantowner.com, Jim Laub and Joe Erickson just sung Roy's praise. So, I mean, I, I, there's a filter before I let people come on the show and share their knowledge with us and uh, share knowledge about the, the services they provide. And uh, they've gotten my, my bill of approval and I would have put them in front of you if I didn't think they were great. Uh, if you haven't signed up for restaurantowner.com, speaking of Jim and Eric and, you know, Anthony Villato, our past guests, um, they offer a 90 day free trial to restaurantowner.com members. I know there's been a handful of you guys who have already signed up for restaurant owner through the links in at restaurant stoppable. So if you're on the fence, this might be what brings you over to the other side of the fence. It's, it's, I mean, there's tons of value, uh, and you can get that 90 day free trial of royalty rewards. If you sign up with restaurantowner.com, I'll have a link in the show notes. So, uh, any final thoughts or things you want to share with us that we didn't get to, to discuss today, Rory? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, in, in wrapping, first of all, take some action, do something, you know, measure it and, and move forward. Um, I think it was General Schwarzkopf said, you know, it doesn't really matter what direction you go as long as you start taking some action. So just b- believe in, uh, uh, you know, if you're wanting to promote your restaurant, make sure that you, whatever you do is measurable and accountable. And if someone comes to you and say, hey, I can build all this traffic to your website. Well, how does that make me money? I, I want customers coming in my door, spending money in my restaurant. That's how I measure. And anything else is, 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 is we could call it all sorts of names, but it's, I'm just not interested in it. Um, it's just activity. We want measurable business in our door. So um, I just want everybody that we talk to, doesn't matter who's knocking on your door, make sure you ask them the question, how is this going to make me more money? And when they say, oh, it's going to create this or more yeah, money, dollars. That's what I take to the bank. That's what I pay my staff with. That's what I buy my food with. How is it going to make me more money? Yeah. That's the question. You know, it's, and it's true. Like we, most of us, we don't get into this industry because we're in love with money. We do it for the work. We love the work. But at the end of the day, we can have a bigger impact if we have money. We can help more people. We can do things better. We can we can be we can make more of an impact. We can just be better with it. So we do need it to a certain degree. Absolutely, I one hundred percent agree with that. And um, any calls to action? Uh, how can we connect with you if we want to learn more? What what should we do? They can go to our website, royaltyrewards.com. There's uh, more information there that they can get. Um, we're just in the process of updating that, but if they enter their information, there is a video that they can watch. It explains more, um, and they can, after they watch it, they can email us. We'd be happy to answer any questions that they might have uh, about our service, and as, as you mentioned, honor our 90-day, we call it our $5,000 marketing, free marketing jumpstart and 90-day free trial because we really do invest, and we provide loyalty cards and um, you know all the mailings, all the posted the equipment, all the things that they need to do to get started, including the training for them and their staff. So um, we really believe in supporting them and making sure that we can do everything possible to make them successful. Great. Well, 
Rory, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, if you guys want to learn more, uh, check out the links to Royalty Rewards. Head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 326. This is episode 326. And uh, there is no questioning, Rory. You and Royalty Rewards are unstoppable. Thank you very much, Eric. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank Have you. a great day. Cheers. Another great episode with Rory Fat. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I feel like we're all better now after listening to you. I know I feel like I learned a lot from this conversation. So the big takeaway, uh, well, there's a few takeaways for me today, but really one thing I hope you guys understand is no matter how good your marketing is, if your restaurant isn't great, you might send people back into your restaurant or into your restaurant for the first time, but they won't come back two or three or 10 or 20 times if you just aren't great. So know that the best way to market your restaurant is by investing in your people, investing in the service for walls marketing guys. The best social platform is your own dining room. So get things taken care of at home. And that's the most intimate way to market your restaurant. The next most intimate way to market your restaurant is direct response marketing. This is marketing that is directly tie with the people that already know, like, and trust you, people that are in your community. They've given you their data. They've given you their phone number, their email, their social handles. Like They like you. Use this these channels to communicate with them, to let them know how much you care. Y- you got to be doing this uh, if you really want to be competitive. Uh, so that's what we're talking about today, that direct response marketing to really take it to the next level, to, to stay in the conversation, to stay fresh, to, to be on the top of the minds of all of your guests and to really just make it about them is kind of what, what I got from today's conversation. Then lastly, um, 2017, again, guys, we need to be claiming our restaurants on these these uh, surveying platforms like TripAdvisor, like Yelp. It takes five minutes to go out there and make sure you're, you're claiming your restaurants. You're, you're keeping the photos updated. Uh, make this a weekly checklist with your managers. Set something up where they have their uh, office duties, responsibilities, and have a checklist that has something to have them go to these platforms and to, to respond to complaints or to respond to good reviews and engage. Uh, Make it a standing operating procedure um, and do it at least once a week. So those are the big takeaways for me today, guys. And before I let you go, I want to uh, make sure you're, you're aware that if you are a restaurantowner.com membership holder, you get 90 days free of royalty rewards. And now keep in mind, if you are a Restaurant Unstoppable listener, you get 10 days for $1 at restaurantowner.com. So for $1, you can get that 10-day trial at restaurantowner.com plus a 90-day free trial of royalty rewards. I can't set it up any better for you guys. I'm setting the pins up. You're knocking them down. And this is my way of just saying thank you for being a listener and supporting the show. It does pay off. And uh, next week, in the next couple weeks, I think next week, we'll have Nick Fosberg on the show, who's also a whiz kid when it comes to direct response marketing and promotion. And he's going to be talking about how we can kind of do 
direct responsing 2.0 using different platforms to capture emails and to grow that list and he's got some great information um i don't want to give away too much uh but I want to keep these episodes close because I feel like they're so related and um, I just want to provide as much value to you guys as possible. So like always, connect with me on social media, Eric Cacciatore, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Restaurant Unstoppable, and email Eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Also, those one-on-one chats, I love them. Please connect with me. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me who you want to hear from, what you want to learn, what your challenges are. If I can't help you directly, I know somebody who can, and I'm happy to make an introduction. Um, That's it. Thanks for sticking around this long. Until next time, peace out.